Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of Lost in Translation. I watched the second half of Lost in Translation. And this is, is the, the other, other half. half. Hey, Ethan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty you good. You doing good? Yeah. Yeah, you feeling all excited and happy? Do you feel joy in your life? Yeah. Good. So you must have not watched this movie just like immediately right now. Why? I feel like this movie's kind of depressing. Do you? No. Oh, no? Maybe. Honestly, I don't really know what I watched. <laughs> I think I just watched a series of events. I think you're right. And that's a Sofia Coppola film. Everyone, welcome to the Sofia Coppola film hour where we talk about a Sofia Coppola film. Wow. Uh, we've never had, had one of these before. We haven't. This is a one time thing. Have oh, you okay. ever seen a Sofia Coppola film? You know anything I about saw Hurt Locker. That's not Sofia Coppola at all. Never mind. <laughs> Why no. did I think that was a Sofia Because it? it was directed by a woman. I'll live under the same, I guess, with my stupid man Neanderthal brain. <laughs> it's okay. Wait, uh, who, wait, what did she direct? Name some other things. Uh, Somewhere. I believe she directed that movie. The Where? Bling Ring. Uh, Somewhere. You know. Where? Somewhere's on first. Okay. Uh, Bling Ring's on second. <laughs> uh, and then she also, I believe, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I, I think she also directed a movie called Palo Alto. Um, uh, usually I, I'm not hundred percent sure about that. She's one of the Coppola's though. You know, she's one of the people Yeah, just like Nick Cage, yeah. so like Nick Cage, just like uh Roman Coppola, I believe his name is too. You know, the people who got into movies because their daddy was in films. Yeah. And Sofia Coppola, um, I think those was her directorial debut. Oh, and one other thing she directed actually, now that reminds me, she directed the, uh, Bill Murray Christmas special. Oh, okay. On Netflix. Okay. Yeah, which also felt like a series of events. Okay. Um, yeah, she's very well known for holding on, uh, holding shots for an incredibly long amount of time. Yeah, I could tell that. Uh, having very little dialogue. Okay. Um, yeah, I could tell that. Having a lot of handheld camera. Yeah. And usually the plot is really thin and it's just about people interacting with each other and that's about it. Oh, so I, I just I, saw a Sofia Coppola film. Yeah, you, there you go, Sofia Coppola. Hour. I got it. All right, I finally saw one. Yeah, the Hurt it, Locker was not like that at all. No, the Hurt Locker was actually like intense and had like dialogue and characterization. But on the other hand, Hurt Locker was weakened by the fact that a lot of the time the characters would straight up just tell you things. That's and like, true. Um, in in this movie, that barely barely ever happens. In Sophia, fact, I don't know what happened most of the time. No, oh no! Well, uh, maybe I should introduce. You the might want to talk about it, and then. Um, and then we'll see and how I'll you feel you, about it. I'll tell you what I didn't know. All right. Yeah. Well, the movie opens with a butt. It's yeah, ScarJo's butt. Aww, I wish it was Bill Murray's, Murray's butt. butt. Man, I've yeah. seen ScarJo does Actually, I just, I, you know what? Here's another thing I realized about Sofia Coppola. A lot of visual metaphors. For instance, movie opens with ScarJo wearing some pink see-through panties. Okay. Uh, later on in the movie. she's eating a peach? She's eating a peach. I don't know. Uh, later on in <laughs> the movie, she's wearing a, a, a pink uh, hair wig. Okay. And also so, um, so when your pants on head stupid? She's she's stupid. No, I, I think it is, it's supposed to pink for her is supposed to represent like originality okay. and um yeah, creativeness. Because also later on, she uh puts up this thing in her room that's like this pink uh blossomy uh like flower thing, like a okay. chandelier flower deal. Anyway, so um we're open with her, but we don't actually see her face. Sophia Coppola was pretty sexist to introduce a woman just with a pipe, <laughs> just saying. Um, and then we are introduced to Bill Murray, who's in a cab in Tokyo, and he might as well just be called Bill Murray because he's he's playing a guy who used to be a big uh, celebrity action uh, actor. Sorry, an actor, <laughs> although he wasn't an, an action actor, okay. and um, he used to be really big, and now he is doing 
advertisements for whiskey in uh, Tokyo. That's why he's there. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's got a pretty sweet gig. It, it, it makes him a lot of money. But the thing that you quickly realize is he's there, but he, like, he's got a wife and child at home. Uh, he missed his uh, son's birthday. Uh-huh. Uh, his wife is sort of, like, she's not bad, but she's a bit controlling. Like, there's clearly some kind of, like, issue there between yeah. the two of them. And uh, the other thing he mentions later on is that he would rather be doing something that's more creatively inspiring. Like, he still wants to be an actor, but he wants to do, like, stage plays or something. Think a la Birdman, basically. Yeah, I was going to say, this is Birdman. Basically Birdman. Michael Keaton, same character. Exactly, same character. Mm. So, um, a bunch of people meet him in a hotel, blah, blah, blah. Basically, it shows off that he's really famous and, you know, very well known. And he's there. So, he's been in Tokyo for a while. He just arrived in Tokyo. Okay, just arrived. Just arrived. Uh, ScarJo, however, has been in Tokyo, it seems, for quite a while. She's made some friends. And she's there with her husband, who is a photographer. They've been married for two years. Oh, okay. Here's an interesting thing, too. When I was first introduced to her, we see her, like, looking out at the city uh, mm-hmm. through a window in her high-rise, uh, I'm assuming it's an apartment. Mm-hmm. And then she walks over to a man in bed and, like, curdles him, like, curls him next to him. <laughs> curdles curdles. Him. She's Just made of milk. Him. She's made of milk. Uh, um, and <laughs> she, she crawls in next to him and calls him John. And at first, I thought, because it also seemed like there was, like, this distance between the two of them. I felt like she was, like, a prostitute. Uh-huh. But she's not a prostitute. They're married. And I, I think that's interesting. The way it was shot, it, it it makes us feel like she isn't she doesn't have any emotional connection with this person. Mm-hmm. But she does. She's married to him. Mm-hmm. So then we see Murray on the set of the commercial for the whiskey and the director is speaking to him very angrily in, in Japanese. And a translator is giving him like a shorthand. So like the director is like screaming at him and going through all these monologues in, in Japanese. <coughs> and then the translator just says, like, say it faster ah and it's like he's like what 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 did he say exactly like and and you can tell everyone on set is very scared and nervous about the director because he's like really passionate and stuff uh so then we cut back to scarjo scarjo does just a lot of walking around and um, yeah she looking. does a lot of that she does a lot of looking what's she yeah. looking for though well i think she's looking for a sense of purpose she says that uh-huh. she just recently graduated as a um a philosophy major oh i'm sorry i know you're not gonna make any money doing that but you know what you are gonna be smarter than everyone else uh yeah well you know think you're smarter than everyone else she went to <laughs> she went to yale Ooh, i know can you that's a big it? y in it it's capital you're right mm. good job you're very smart you know yale rhymes with ale and that means it was a drinking school <laughs> is that the way it works yeah what other drinking schools are there um Obviously, the Sam Adams uh, University. Yeah, I mean, they're sponsored. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, they're sponsored. Duh. Exactly. <laughs> um, so she walks around Tokyo and she finds like a shrine. She says it's a monk shrine, and she sees all these monk people there. Uh, and then she goes back to her apartment and she calls this girl named Lauren. I don't know who Lauren is exactly, mm. and she's on the phone with her, and she's basically she she seems very depressed, and she says. You know, um, you know, I've I've went to the shrine. I met these uh, these uh, monks. I don't know. I, I I even tried Ikebana, and John is using these hair products. I just I don't know who I married. What? And Lauren interrupts her and says, "Look, can you wait a second? I'm sorry. What were you saying?" And this girl just says, "No, it's it's nothing. I'll call you later, okay?" And it's a really sad part because she's she's desperately seeking a connection, like a real connection with someone she can't even get it from her husband because her husband's gone all the time doing her job doing his jobs and she's finally reaching out to someone telling somebody how you know sad she is and nobody's listening to her mm-hmm. it's a really sad moment i gotta say it was it was pretty well done um scar joe's husband arrives from work and he can't even be bothered to talk to her really um 
Two years oh, of marriage, oh, man. I know, right? Yeah, Something after two years, you run out of things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> two whole years. As, as two men who have been married for two years. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Not really. So um, Bill Murray's in his room, and this part is actually really funny. He's in his room, and then this uh, Japanese woman comes to the door, and she says that her employer sent her to him as a premium fantasy sex worker. Cool. And she's like, and okay, this, this movie was kind of racist. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, because there's this constant joke that, and I know it's a real thing, that Japanese people can't pronounce the letter R. Yeah. So she pulls up her, her leg and shows off her stocking, and she goes, she's, she's basically saying, ordering him to uh, uh, rip her stocking, but she oh. keeps saying, lip my stocking. It's really, it's really funny. There's mix-up. And finally, Bill Murray clearly doesn't want any of this. He doesn't want to have sex with this strange woman and she's trying so hard to get him to have sex with her Aww. it's really funny and she, he just wants her to leave the room so he's like picking her up and trying to kick her out of the room and she's like falling all over him it's pretty funny and then there's another scene where he uh His visual gags really don't translate yeah i'm sorry just to something you know like i mean i think this is just honestly the i mean that's the problem with this film is it's very the visual with this film it's it's a, there's a lot of visual metaphors in the film and a lot of visual jokes and gags can't, can't explain any you of them. You can't explain them in a way that's funny. No. Uh, but, uh, all right, here's a gag that is not visual, ah. that is a metaphor, uh, but isn't straight out and said. So he's at a photo shoot, uh, and the photographer is trying to get him into these poses. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, try to act like sexy you know, poses. Like sexy poses. He's like, think of think of the lat pack. And he's like, oh, the rat pack. You know, there's a lot of that stuff. And then he wow. says, I know, right? And then he says, um, I'm that Davros 7. Drinks martinis, but okay, I got it. Pablo Seven. Yeah. Lojamua? Lojamua. Lojamua. You know? Lojamua? Roger Moore? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I I always think of Sean Connery. Seriously. No, no. And um see, at first it, it is a funny joke. It is a really funny joke because it, it just goes, you know, because it's like, haha, you can't say it, Roger. But on another thing, it's funny to see that's that's a miscommunication. That's a loss in translation right now going on uh -huh. for the character. I think it's a really interesting uh, way of going about it. Um, so anyway, so after that, Bill Murray meets ScarJo in a hotel bar, um, and she said, "Why? They're just there, just randomly. They're they're, just, they're, 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 they have no association at all. No, they're both in the hotel bar. That's it, though, right? They, they don't. They don't talk to each other. They're yeah. just sitting in the hotel bar, and then he sends a drink over to him, or she sends a drink over to him, and then um, what happens next? And then he just leaves." He just leaves. Oh, and it's kind of funny. That's a funny gag, like a visual gag, though. He's got clips on the back of his suit still. You know how when people take photographs, you're only seeing one side of them, so they'll clip the suit to make it look tighter on the person? Yeah. And more fitted? That's basically... He still has the clips on the back of his suit. So then the movie gets really weird, because Anna Ferris is in the film. Mm, yes. From um, Scary Movie. Yeah, I know. House Buddy. All, all those hit films. Those, all those hit films. So she talks to uh, ScarJo's husband, John. And acts like ScarJo isn't even there. Dang. I know. <coughs> it's really weird. And uh, this is also when it's uh, shown that ScarJo went to Yale and she's so much smarter than everyone. Blah, blah, oh. blah. Anna Ferris is a movie star uh, there to uh, for a movie premiere, uh, which she... And you know what? That doesn't even matter. <laughs> go, okay. go, 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 go. Uh, Bill Murray and ScarJo finally do me because they're both just really sad and bored. And uh, they sit next to each other at the bar because they've seen each other before. And the scene feels really real. Genuine. Like the dialogue, yeah, the dialogue feels really genuine. It doesn't feel like, you know, 
you know when you watch movies and you're just like, oh, they would never talk like that. They wouldn't even talk in the first place. Yeah. It's a very natural dialogue. The dialogue is said in a very natural way. It feels very good. And uh, they both wish that they could sleep. Next scene, Bill Murray is swimming and ScarJo walks around an arcade. And then um, there's another scene where John is meeting up with Anna Ferris. John is a, sorry. Yeah, right? you know yeah John. it's her husband. Right, right. right. John is uh, meeting up with Anna Ferris again. And he acts as if um, ScarJo doesn't even want to go and doesn't even invite her. And then she has to invite herself. And he's like, oh, you, you want to go? And she's like, yeah, yeah. So then they go, but she's really bored because all he's doing is paying attention to um, Anna Ferris. Okay. Which, okay. Ethan, who's hotter, Anna Ferris or Scar Johansson? Scar Johansson, probably. That's right. Nobody would leave Scar Johansson for Anna Ferris. Yeah, man, but he's been like two years. You get two years. Men are dumb. They're like, oh, man, it, two like, years. I'm bored. Maybe it's a, because here's the thing. I feel like when you're with a person for longer than a year or for two years, it's because you genuinely find, or even when you marry the person, it's because you genuinely find them just interesting as people. Like you want to talk to them and you think they're, you know, and, and, and ScarJo is an interesting person once mm. you get to know her, you know, and she clearly is smart. She's like intellectually, you know, there. Anna Ferris isn't attractive or smart or funny in this film. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is I, I thing. think the thing is just like you'd think in a nice world. Yes. Most people would, you know, marry someone True. they're interested in. Other True. people might just be like, oh, no. I'm just gonna do whatever. I guess, and then I'm bored because I'm stupid. I don't know. People are dumb, though. People, we were dumb. They want what they can't have. You're right. Is is it ever is it ever uh, revealed how they met? No. Okay. Anyway, so uh, she ends up coming across Bill Murray again because Bill Murray's just in the bar all the time because he's really sad and just like normal Bill Murray. (laughs) It's true. And so then eventually she goes swimming. (laughs) I don't. Oh right. Sorry. Joe. uh, uh, Joe. Joe has no wait. John. I was going to say Joe for ScarJo. John has to leave for an assignment for like a couple of days. And so so ScarJo is left in the um, Tokyo apartment all by herself. Is this the apartment or hotel room? I feel like they're living in a hotel. Is it a hotel? I guess that makes more sense because she constantly runs into. Um, Unless it's like an apartment. Maybe it is a apartment complex. It's a really nice one. It's possible. Or it could be a long hotel. I really hotel. don't know. I don't know. Uh, it probably is a hotel, though. Either way. So she runs into Bill Murray again at a at like because uh, she goes swimming. He went swimming and they both run into each other by the pool area. And then. My biggest movie pet peeve ever happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What so they're talking with each other yeah. and she suggests that they should hang out like, you know, because, you know, he's got nothing to do. She's got nothing to do. She's like, hey, you should hang out with me. I'm going to go meet up with friends. Would you like that uh, be something to do? And Bill's like, Sure. Scarjo says, okay, I'll see you later. Bill says, okay. Scarjo says, see ya. They don't so, know when they're going to meet. Yeah, yeah. In real life, that's the way you get rid of people. If you say, hey, that's, let's hang out. That's what I And then you I never thought. make a time. That's and what I buy, And it's like, no, they And it's like how he doesn't know where she's staying. Like, which room. She, he, it's true. They don't know when they're going to meet up. But who knows? The plans have all been made. Look, that would be more words than you don't want that visual. Like, this is his also you know. Speaking of visual. So he finally does arrive, or he arrives at her room, uh, and he's wearing a, like, what's it, uh, like a really, really uh, brightly colored shirt, and it's got, like, um, uh, what's it called? Camouflage all over, like a, like, orange and yellow camouflage. Cool. And I think it's sort of, like, it's a joke. You know, she's like, oh, that's really funny. And so then... He's like, oh, this is pretty ridiculous. So he goes into the bathroom, takes it off, turns it inside out, and puts it back on again. A visual metaphor of the idea, like, 
with someone that you're comfortable with, you can show that weird, bizarre, ugly, sometimes inner part of you. But when you're going out or when you meet a new person, you have to flip it inside out and keep it inside. You mm. know what I mean? That's what you're saying. It's an interesting idea. It's an interesting visual metaphor. Don't know if it was meant real. to be like that. Yeah. yeah. So then they do meet up with her friends. She's got a ton of them in Japan. I don't know how long they've actually, or Tokyo. I don't know how long they've actually been there though. It's never really mentioned. I thought this was just an assignment for him, but she's got a lot of friends there. Uh, one of which is Charlie Brown. She has a, a friend named Charlie Brown. Okay. I don't know if this is a weird Kill Bill reference or not. I have no idea. I man. don't know. So then um, they're in the bar. They go to a bar together. Uh, and then Charlie Brown ends up causing chaos in the bar. He, like, Charlie Brown. I know, right? Oh, dear Charlie Good Brown. Good grief. And so he just starts pushing shit over. It's the great bar fight, Charlie Brown. <laughs> And here's this part was pretty cool. I think they should adopt this. The people behind the bar get so upset with Charlie Brown, they pull out airsoft guns and start shooting at them to get them out of the bar. That's pretty good. That's pretty Japan great. Japan loves way. airsoft guns, despite not actually like have any guns. They have tons of airsoft guns. That was like what I was thinking. Like we should probably adopt that in America. I'm like, no, no because can't. then you would just pull you out can't. a gun. Yeah, because everyone no. just does a gun here. Yeah, that's the thing. Is you pull out an airsoft gun, people will just be like, nope, here's a real gun. Exactly. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Exactly. And, and Japan, it's like, oh, these are all fake. Exactly. So they chase them. At first, I was like, holy shit, people are gonna die. Like they're gonna pull out real guns and kill these people. No. So they get chased around Japan, and then this or Tokyo, and this is when, this is when the Sofia Coppola rears her ugly head in the film mm. and just starts to lose what the plot is because then it's just scene after scene of them talking them it, it's 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 scarjo and um bill murray but they're at like a friend's house and so there's a bunch of people there and they're just like drinking and they're singing karaoke and they're talking and they're smoking weed and there's no plot and there's no motivation at all in these like th there's nothing driving right it forward yeah and then uh, the last thing I saw was ScarJo and Bill Murray were singing songs and their songs directly related to the motivations of the character, which was, I think, kind of weak. It depended, like, like, a little on the nose. A little on the nose, like when you relate it to all the other metaphors in the film, if, if they were real metaphors. And uh, yeah, and then Sofia Coppola just stops caring about plot altogether. And um, then that's when I stopped watching. Man, if only this were Hurt Locker. Her best, her, best, her best movie. <laughs> uh, that was my favorite Scar uh, uh, ScarJo movie. ScarJo was in that movie, right? She played the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, she's a real bombshell, huh? Uh, All right, listen. Yeah, I'm listening. So I got on this movie. Didn't know what the fuck. What the? What fuck? did you know? Did you know anything about this movie beforehand? Nope. I knew a lot about this film before. Oh, you did? Yeah. See, I knew nothing. So boy, this was a experience for me. <laughs> did my intro help at all? Barely. Oh, no. Um, yeah, no, it did. Honestly, because the biggest question I was, I had no idea what uh, ScarJo and Bill Murray's relationship was. Oh. So the entire time I was like, okay, so he, she's really young. Yes. So maybe she's his daughter. Oh, no. So I thought that for a little while, and then I was like, no, because, okay, no, <laughs> because yeah, he has kids, but they're way young, as I realized his wife. I'm like, maybe he's some, she's... Someone he went on a, like, a sexcapade with somewhere in, like, uh, you know, Japan to get away from everyone. Mm-hmm. No, okay. Because they don't even like sleep with each other. Okay. Um. Hmm. Do they ever kiss or anything? Uh, I don't know. Not yet. Not yet. I'm like, I'm not sorry. yet. Too soon. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. And, I'm and then I'm like, little foreplay. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, is she his agent? Like, Ooh, because he's a, be because he's a movie angle. guy. And um, I was wrong completely. They were just two random people that met in the bar. Totally wrong. Yeah. Man, that that really screwed me up because I was thinking the entire time. So they anyway, had some relation. Well, that just that just goes to show how big of a connection they had yeah, in the film because you thought they were old friends. 
So they at the karaoke, they go outside, they hang out with each other a little bit. Um, she puts her head on his shoulder Aww. and it's like, oh, they're tired. Uh, she falls asleep and they both go back home in a taxi and Bill carries her up to the hotel, tucks her in and leaves. Um, so then Bill Murray is drunk, I think, um, and gets a, and calls his wife. Mm-hmm. Who he talks about um, burgundy carpet carpet samples? Yeah, he, uh, she sent him burgundy carpets. It was actually pretty funny. He she sent him the carpet samples, saying, "I like the burgundy one," and they like fell all over the floor. And he's like, "I don't even know which one's burgundy." <laughs> uh, that's funny because he says, I, "You're right, the burgundy one's the best." Oh, that's funny. And she's like, oh, "Okay, cool." And um, you know, you know, I find out he has a daughter and a wife at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a daughter. I guess it sounds like he has a daughter. It sounds like he has kids. He has he has a son. I know that. Maybe it's not uh, like he missed a his son's birthday. Unless her son sounded like a little girl. Oh, that's a possibility. You never know. Those kids these those days. Yeah, they all sound the same over the phone. Because he got a he got. I know, man. Okay, here's the story. When <laughs> I was a little boy, uh, we got a call uh, from this random person, and they're like, um, they're like, hello. Uh, I was like, hello. And they're like, hello, little girl. Can I speak to your mom, please? And I'm just like, you want you go to fucking hell, you bitch. <laughs> No, I didn't say uh, that. I just gave it. it to my mom and oh. cried. Oh. <laughs> See, I remember after a while, like everyone was like, "Oh, I didn't recognize because I would do we do the family, the white family thing, where I was like, have the kids leave the message on the yeah, on the we voicemail. all did that, yeah." Um, and so I did that, and then they're like, every family member's like, "Wow, I didn't know such a manly man." After my voice started <laughs> dropping, was calling. And I'm like, oh Geez. God, do, do you remember any of the messages that you would leave? No, they're all the same. I had like a script basically. Uh, I remember once me and my brother started getting older, we started leaving weirder and weirder (laughs) voice messages. And at one point we got, (laughs) this is the cringiest thing ever, by the way. We got really into Homestar Runner. And so we did the Homestar Runner voices. (laughs) My dad's like, we have to change that. Nobody knows what these voices are. (laughs) I had a a personal (laughs) cell phone for a while and I said something like, I'm pretty sure I left it. The first voice I had was... Hi, you reached Ethan. Leave a message or die. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad did not have any part of that. He was like, he just fine with it. And then he heard it. And he's like, what if like someone that doesn't understand that joke calls you? <laughs> I'm like, that's dumb. I don't want to talk to him anyway. Whatever. I changed it. I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's pure and to the point. <laughs> it really um, is. It's <laughs> like the most goth thing I've ever said. Um, <laughs> It's so, a voice message you left yeah. all those years ago. So he uh, uh, has a daughter. So the call um, with his wife seems to go okay. But then he says, like, she hangs up and he says, I love you after I hang up. And he doesn't. And it's like, makes it seem like there's some trouble going on there. It just seems like they're strained. Yeah, it just seems strained. Like, they don't seem hate like, each other. You know, it doesn't seem like they hate each other. They just seem like they're just dealing with their stuff. Yeah. Um, they're getting older. Yeah. So let's see. Um, scenes of him golfing. Um, then he goes and eats sushi with Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. and, um, her toe is like messed up or something. She says, I bumped my toe and he's like, okay. And she's like, look at it. Oh, that's interesting. Earlier on in the movie, she's walking around the apartment and she bumps her toe on something. And I thought it was like, I oh. thought it was a, like something that happened on set. And Sophia Coppola is like, oh, let's just, let's just keep it rolling. No, that nope. was a real thing. Nope, nope, nope. Good job, so Scar got, Joe. So got her toe busted up, and he's like, oh, wow, actually, that's really bad. We're going to go to the hospital. Oh, no. And they go to the hospital, and it's Japanese, and the whole lost translation thing happens where he's like, can't talk. We're just going to go sit in the waiting room. She's going to get x-rayed, and they, I don't, nothing happens, really. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a funny scene where um, um, Bill Murray's talking to like, some small Japanese person, and 
they're just making like he they're just laughing at each other basically because they just can't understand each other. That was kind of funny. <laughs> um, so then cut to Scar Scarjo Hansen, I guess is fine. They never mention the toe again. And then Scarjo looks at some photos and I was like, oh man, is that her dead husband? It's like, oh no, that's her live husband. Her dead okay. husband. I thought he was dead. I don't know. It looked like he yeah, was Yeah, you dead. would know. He's gone. He's gone. He must be dead. Only way. Um, and then she gets a message, is like, hey, Bill, meet me at this at this club thing with my friends. They'll be there and we'll hang out. He's like, who okay. left the message for who? Scarjo for Bill Murray. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's like, all right. So he shows up pretty early and it's a strip club and he's just sitting there. Looking Woo! uncomfortable as these men just look at this lady who's stripping. Woo! And um, <laughs> so I'm blowing out the mic, Mike. Sorry. And they, um, <laughs> and, you know, he seems kind of uncomfortable. And then um, ScarJo shows up and she's like, oh, hey, where's uh, where's Charlie and those guys? And he's like, they're taking a dance class over there. And they're just getting like a r- real close stripper. I just like watch her from afar. And they're like, she's like, huh? Uh, you want to leave? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, <laughs> let's get out of here. Why'd they ever even so go? They leave. I don't know, man. Um, so they leave, they run into a bus with Bill Murray's face on the cover because he's got the advertisement and they laugh right? and it's funny. And then they go home and ScarJo is sleeping, but she can't, um, uh, also, yeah, she's just sleeping and she can't. And then right. she gets a message under the, the door. It's like a telegraph that says, Hey, I can't sleep or can you sleep or anything like that? And it's like, no. So she goes down They hang Bill goes down to Bill Murray's room. They hang out, they watch movies like weird foreign movies, mm-hmm. um, Italian movies, I think. Is it Spaghetti Western movies? I think it might have been Spaghetti Western. I don't know. Mm. Um, so they talk, and then they talk about when they first met, and oh. um, they're like, I don't know. So this becomes like a real, this is actually like a pretty decent, this is one of those good dialogue scenes you're talking about. It just feels really natural. Yeah, where they're both like laying on bed. They're not like close to each other at all or anything like it that. It feels like they're besties. Yeah, kind of. Um and Scarlett's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Does it ever get any easier? He's like, no, not really. It doesn't get easier. And he says, what about marriage? Does that get easier? And he's like, no, marriage is hard forever. Mm. And he's like, talks about how him and his wife used to have fun. She would come out in the movies with him and like stay with shoots. But now she just wants to hang out with the kids now. Doesn't really want to hang out with him anymore. Can I actually mention a quote that he mentions earlier on the film? About this specific subject. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, when you first get married, you're like, you're like a kid. You're like a teenager. It's like when, when you first start driving, you know, you can drive it. You can, you, but you're going to, you're going to get in a couple accidents. <sighs> and I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. It's Interesting. a really, it's a QA. dings on the car. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it doesn't want to hang out with him. And she's like, that's really sad. That's not really sad. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of sad. He doesn't make his marriage is slowly falling apart. Not like. It's not falling lot. apart. Strifting apart. Yeah, it's drifting. I don't um, know. Um, yeah. But yeah, he says it changes that kids change everything, make everything way more complicated. Yeah. Which, you know, these are things I know. Um, <laughs> so the scene ends with her feet. Like she's in like a fetal position. He's just laying on his back and her feet is like touching him. And he's, and she says, I feel so hopeless. And he touches her feet and says like, you're not, you're not hopeless. Oh. And the scene ends. Um, bang. Nope. <laughs> and ScarJo next scene, she visits like a temple, watches some people get married and then ties a white ribbon to a tree. Don't know what any of that means. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, visuals with her and plants. Like, there's one part where she's just walking around the hotel, just smoking s- weed, just, just smoking. <laughs> she does smoke a lot in this film, oh. and um, yeah, she does, huh? yeah, and she's like just walking around, and she walks into this class where I think it's like a pottery class or something. Where this, bonsai, huh? Bonsai class. Uh, yeah, it's like a bonsai class. I have no idea what it is. It's something like that. It's like here's a here's a flower. Put it in this vase. Oh, it looks pretty. Like there's a lot of imagery with her and nature. It's really weird. 
She's a free spirit, man. She's yeah. Well, I think it's like she. You know what she's doing? She's she's looking to plant her roots somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. So Bill Murray agrees to do a talk show, and this talk show is like a crazy guy. He's, he's like, like well, the, he's like the Johnny Carson of Japan. That's what he keeps saying about. Oh, really? Wait, he's crazy. And he's like, he makes everyone really uncomfortable. And it does that whole thing where the translator is not really translating the whole thing. Or right. he's going crazy. And it's... It's really weird. It's a weird scene. I don't know why it's here. Does it Maybe it's just a fish out of water thing. It's kind of funny. Does it amount to anything? No. Um, his wife calls. Again, while he's having a nice little bath. And they say the burgundy carpet's not in stock. Um, he he kind of breaks at this point for some reason and says, look, I want to start eating healthy. Like, I want to eat like I do in, like in Japan here. Like, I want to just kind of like lose this a little bit. And she says, oh, well, if you like eating in Japan, she sarcastically says, um, you know, why don't you just stay in Japan? And eat healthy there. The kids are used to not being there. Damn! And I'm like, oh shoot, that's hardcore. And then he leaves and he's feeling sad and he sees some redheaded lady at a bar. Yeah, she's been singing music throughout the entire oh, really? Yeah, she she sings music at the bar of the hotel. Interesting. Well, they bang. What? Uh, and <laughs> Okay. And then he regrets everything. Regrets and having children and getting married? No, or? no, regrets her, like banging her. And then Scarjo oh. finds out because she comes over and then there's a lady in the background. He's like, oh. She's like, okay, well, whatever. Come to this lunch place. He goes, okay. So they meet at this lunch place. She seems really disappointed with him and like how he's been, like how he's like banger. And he's like, well, you guys are both the same age, right? So you guys can like, you can relate to her more. He feels a little, she feels a little betrayed that she he was in with someone else. Mm. And or maybe uh, just disappointed because she knows he's married. Yeah, that too, probably. Um, and they're also at Shabu Shabu place. And do you know what Shabu Shabu is? No. Okay, Shabu Shabu is where. How do you know? Because I've had shabu shabu. Oh, okay. It's um basically like you cook your own food. It's like a, they oh, give you a hot pot and they yes, throw the food I in there. I have done this before. Okay. I didn't know what it was called. Yeah, they give you like a pot with all this food. Boiling and water. It's basically boil like it make your own kind of like ramen type thing. Uh, I went with a couple friends of mine, Andy, who was on a previous episode, and he got really stressed out during it because <laughs> you have to pay attention to the food. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. So um, they seem awkward. They leave. Um, they're trying to sleep again. And then the hotel has like a fire alarm go off. Ah, they're going <coughs> to forget their keys in the room. No, they oh, don't. Okay. So they meet each other down the stairs and they're still awkward out, but he's, she says like, that was an awful lunch. Burmore is like, yeah, who wants to cook their own food? Pay to cook their own food. Yeah. And she asks, when are you leaving? He's like tomorrow. And, and looks down and he has these weird white slipper shoes on. Does that mean anything to you? Weird white slipper shoes. No? I don't think so. Okay. Um, Bill Murray says he, um, yeah, Bill Murray says, I don't want to leave. And then Scarjo says, we could stay here and start a jazz band. <laughs> Just joking. Right. They don't know jazz. Um, they go back upstairs. They say, you know, you know, he gives her a kiss on the cheek and it's like, good night. Um, uh-huh. So then a fax machine happens. Yeah, he's a fax machine in his room. Yeah, and it says, Charlotte, see you tonight. I miss you. Uh, Charlotte, I think, is Scarlett Johansson, Yes, right? yes, sorry. I don't know if it happens in his room or her room. I assume it happens I know he has a, a fax in his, his room. But that's weird. I wonder why he made that then. Mm. Doesn't come in any play later. Weird. Um, then he has, so then he's leaving, and he has a great time giving a call, and he leaves like a really awkward voice message trying to get his jacket back from her and saying goodbye. You know, the real reason is he wants to say goodbye. Right. Charlotte, 
I'm down in the lobby and I'm leaving now. Um, I was calling to see if you still have my jacket. If you could bring it down, but you're not there, so this is goodbye. And uh, so I guess goodbye and enjoy my jacket, which you stole from it. That part was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so he gets ready to leave. These people are trying to take pictures of him. He eventually sees her and she has a jacket. He gives it back to her. Um, he looks really sad when she leaves and he just gets in the cab and drives off. And then while he's driving, he sees her in a different part of town mm-hmm. and makes a car stop, gets out, gives her a huge hug. Oh. And then, you know, it's pretty touching. And he whispers in her ear something. That you don't know. That you don't know. No one knows. No what one he knows what he says. And then he kisses her on the lips. What? Yeah. And then he says goodbye. And then he flies back home. Does he get on a plane or does he just lift off? He know? just flies. He becomes Birdman. Harvey. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm Birdman. <laughs> just flies away. Scar Jerry, you smell like balls. Oh I'm out of here. <laughs> and that's it. Wow. That was a thing. That was a movie. Yeah. What do you think he whispers? That's what everyone wants to know. Is that really the internet thing? That's the, that's everyone doesn't know what he whispers to her. Everyone's trying to figure out what he whispers to her. People have like tried to just look at his lips to figure it out. People have turned up the volume. No one knows what he whispers to her. That's the whole point of the movie. What do you think he whispers to her? Honestly, probably he said something like, um, probably something like, you know, I'll be back. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. I would think he would whisper, you're not hopeless. Mm, That'd be good. That'd be good good too. I like that one. I like yours. No. No, you don't. (laughs) I do. Uh, That's all right. (laughs) I mean, it's almost the same thing, kind of. I don't know. Like that last I don't think because I don't think he whispers like I love you or I'll miss you. No, that's lame. No, I think it's more of like a reassurance. Like you'll be you're gonna be okay. Yeah, because she seems really happy afterwards. Mm. Like way happier than I've ever seen her. Maybe he made so maybe he uh he makes a fart joke. He is, he's like Murray. a really good fart joke. A really good but fart like joke. But like super dry, so it's just like it's hilarious. You know, Wait, good, the, the, the joke is dry or the fart is dry? Both. <laughs> the driest fart joke. Yeah, this movie was sure a film. I don't know how I felt about Neither it. Neither do I. I'm in the middle. Because uh, like the movie, because I was, uh, now that you mention it too, like it's very similar to CBGB in the way where like things just happen and they don't really add to the plot. They don't move the plot forward. And usually but, in a movie you want scenes yeah. that you, the characters can just live in it <coughs> so that you can like understand them more. Mm-hmm. But that's like 50% of the movie. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is the difference between this and CBGB is that this is actually confidently directed. Very true. And like well shot and the acting is really good and it seems to have like a pace and a really good tone. You know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. And that's, that's why what this... makes this movie work over CBGBs. Yeah. But that being said, I still wasn't like, oh man, this movie's like amazing. No. Um, actually, when I was watching this, um, I was like, uh, uh, my girlfriend was looking up like, did this win any awards? It didn't win any. It was nominated for a bunch of them, but it only won best screenplay. And I think Weird. I, I think I'd agree with that though. Well, I don't know if I agree with that anymore, because I was thinking like, because the thing that really sets it back are those meandering scenes that don't amount to anything. That's true. And all the dialogue is really well written. It is really well written. And there's a lot of interesting metaphors in it, too. But like some of the weakest parts of the part where he's just hanging out with her at the party, like nothing happens in that scene at all that like changes anything or moves anything forward. But I can't say I hated it. No, I didn't hate it either. I was just kind of like, oh. 
that's yeah. something I probably won't watch again. But I didn't like. I wasn't like. I don't know. It was a very weird feeling for me. You know, also one thing about the story. I know yeah. you haven't played Firewatch all the way through yet. No, but this game, I just started the first but chapter. But this game or this game, this movie is just like that game in a lot of ways. I feel like I no. don't. I don't want to spoil too much for you, but basically, like it's people running away from their problems. Basically, oh okay, in a lot of ways, like or at least Bill Murray kind of felt like that. You know, mm. like he's not there for any kind of um. He's not trying to fix anything. He just kind of seems like he's just trying to avoid what right. is inevitable. Like, does he really need that money or whatever to go do that job? True, I true. don't know. Or is he just trying to escape from, you know, his dull life back his home family, and try yeah. doing something different? Here's a, here's a question then. Do you think after this movie, like, what do you think happens to Bill Murray and ScarJo after this film ends? Because do we ever see ScarJo's husband? Do we see him return? No, I never saw him. I thought he was dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so do you think, like, do you, because there's a real hint that ScarJo's husband has been cheating on her with Anna Ferris. Do you think I saw Anna Ferris again at one point. At one point they sneak by and she's singing. What? And they sneak by her and that was it. Oh. Like one quick scene. So that's weird. So do you think what do you think happens to ScarJo and Bill Murray? Do you think they're, they continue to be married? Do you think one of them gets a divorce? I don't know honestly. Like I feel like I feel like they both go back to just what they need to do. You know? Like they just go they back just to their life. They continue to be numb. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, like they've, they, had this they, they've already dug their, you know. Yeah, they've dug their dug their foot in their foot down. I mean, uh, Scarlett Johansson is young enough that she does she could do something else. But right. Like Bill Murray said, he's already had kids. That complicates things. You That's know, that true. changes everything. He's already stuck in this path and has to kind of go through with it. Mm -hmm. While Scarlett Johansson still has a chance to like do something, either find herself. You know, she's happy with her husband and maybe fixes her marriage, or is like, no, it's, this ain't working at all. Like, I'm just gonna go work and. Get a better degree to philosophy. Maybe. Because uh, I don't know what, because I guess it's the other thing too, like on a more literal, or not literal, like on a more realistic point, like if she leaves him, what is she going to do? She can't, exactly. She can't live in the same lifestyle that she's been living. No, Although she doesn't seem very happy in that lifestyle either. Maybe no, she that's would, the thing is like her lifestyle, she doesn't seem really know, like she knows a lot of people, but like she doesn't speak a lick of Japanese. Right. The same. And that's the other thing is like they've, even, I don't even think she would stay in Japan. Like they've got this great part and, uh, where she's sitting at the window. I might have already said this. She's sitting at the window looking down at Japan and they have these scenes constantly where she's like there. And it, it hit me at, at one point. It makes her feel out of, out of place. Everything's mm -hmm. so small below her and right. everything is done in this way. And she just feels like this giant who's unable to fit in with what's going on. I don't know if she would stay in Japan. I don't know where, where she would you go. Know, Japan is very known for being not very open to um, women. No, <laughs> to just people in general, oh, like yeah. outsiders. Like they're not, they don't like hate them or anything, but they'll, you'll always be an outsider. You'll never integrate. It's not like America where it's like, hey man, you're an American now. Like you've been here long enough. Oh, I, I was going to say, I don't know about if people immigrating to America are brought with open arms. Well, you think that, but. Like, it's even worse in Japan. Like, oh, those yeah, people yeah. will never, if you're white, you'll never be a real Japanese person ever. But America's all about, like, hey, you were here for a few generations. Hang out now. At a least. few generations. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I didn't say it's great. I didn't say it's perfect. But, no. you know, at least you can at some point assimilate into our culture. Right, 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 right. And what we do. Um, and maybe motivate our culture to be something slightly different. Exactly. A bit like yours. Yeah. Yep. Um, but... Japanese culture is very Japanese. Yeah, it's very yeah. different. And that's the whole point is it's lost in translation. There's a lot of different culture things. I don't... Why was this set in Japan? I, okay. Here's the thing that I was going to bring up too. <laughs> I know why this was set in Japan. It was to 
because there's two different kinds of translations that's being lost here. There's a loss in translation of straight Japanese to English. Okay. We, we're trying to show that Bill Murray as a character is not able to communicate with the directors, with the producers. He's not able to communicate with them easily. Right. Okay. He's lost in translation as far as that goes. ScarJo is lost in translation on a much more deep and depressing level. She can't talk to anyone. She can't talk to her husband. She can't talk to mm. her friends. And so what we're doing is showing that she has she's have she has friends here. She's able to communicate with them, but she's not able to communicate with anyone really. Like anyone in English, she's not. Like people who would be able to understand her language doesn't understand her as a person. And I think that's the metaphor of like why this is set in, in Japan. Interesting. That's my thoughts. No, it could be, but it could have been set anywhere, you know? Could have been set. True, in, like, but Japan is a pretty pretty place. Uh, sure, to, yeah, Japan's a pretty place, and there's definitely one place where you know most countries nowadays speak most people speak English at some point. Japan is like nah. I think another one too is it's sort of a joke of like, you know, you see like a John Travolta going, And they make all those funny R jokes. Yes, that's true. But you also see like big name actors like John Travolta going over that's there true. and making commercials. Yeah, that's very true. That's another reason perhaps Arnold too. Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Jerry Seinfeld. Everyone, all the big names. Jerry Seinfeld's a very big name. Who else makes commercials there? As long as I can think of the top of my head. I don't think Jerry Seinfeld's ever made a commercial in Japan. You don't think so? I don't think so, do you? I don't know, he could have. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I, that, but that's the biggest problem with the middle movie is after a while... It's like, I get it. I, yeah. I, I get it. He's get not it. able to And it's not even a long movie. No. Well, it is. I watched 51 minutes. It was only like an hour and a half, dude. Oh, it felt kind of long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just, because yeah, like I, yeah, I, after a while, it's like, I get it. You are, you are lost in translation. I get it. You're not able to communicate with people. Like, I totally understand what this movie's going for. I get mm. it. The, the, it's all straightforward. This doesn't, this could have been, uh, I was going to say it could have been a short film, but it totally couldn't have been. Because... I mean, that's the thing is like, it's either into this like so long, slow plotting and I usually am, but like, right. You know, if that plotting goes somewhere or breathes more into that like, characters, these are two characters. You kind of get their deal after a little you while. You really do. Although to be fair, I didn't get Scarlett Johansson that much because you she, only watch the second yeah, half. Yeah, the second half really. Yeah. This film really hurts for not watching the first half because <laughs> just questioning like, what the hell's going on? Like, who are these? Why do they care about each other? You know, stuff like that. Like, right. What is their relationship? Really kind of took the uh, impact out of it and things like that. Wow. True, true. Yeah, um, but overall, like, I enjoyed it. I don't know. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But when I was, I, I laughed It's a weird lot. because usually when you don't hate it and you don't love it, you usually hate it. You are right. Uh, yeah, you're kind of right, actually, about that. Um, there's something something like needling in a bit more up there because I, 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 I got a couple genuine laughs out of it. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a lot of scenes that are really funny. Uh, here's the other thing. Two, everyone's always talked about, oh man, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I'm sorry. Oh no. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh no. A lot of people have always said that oh Bill no. Murray is a really great actor in Wes Anderson movies. And they're always like, oh, he's so believable and realistic. I've never bought him in any of those movies. I've seen Rushmore. I've seen uh, Doc, Steve, what the fuck is that other one? The one where he's on a, on a boat motherfucker. No, he's on like a sub or whatever. Oh, the Steve Grand Adventures Caesar? of Steve Zizou or something. Is that what shit? it is? I don't know. I, can't, I know I've seen it, but I don't remember. I've seen is. all these movies. I, he never comes across as real to me. He never feels like a real person. And I've seen a lot of other movies as well that everyone. He seemed whimsical to me, I thought. I agree. But everyone says like, oh, he seems so real and genuine in these films. He never comes across that way. This is one of the few times I've seen Bill Murray and I totally understand him. And he yeah, yeah, seems totally. very real. And ScarJo feels very real too. If if these were two actors that felt that had no chemistry and no ability to act naturally, this movie would have suffered 
greatly. Yeah. But be, I think because of those performances and the way that certain dialogue scenes are written, <laughs> it, it, it hits it a bit above meh, but it doesn't reach yeah. anything else. Oh, that was that was my other meter. Yeah. At the very oh, top. yeah. It doesn't exactly reach. Yeah. But it's like, I enjoyed myself. I was fine with this. But would it, you would you want to watch all the way through? Yeah. But not alone. Okay. Um, Because I feel maybe watching it all the way through, maybe there's some other visual metaphors that I missed. Maybe. Yeah. That's the thing is I feel like all the visual metaphors probably ruined. Like there's got to be something to do with the. Yeah. Uh, they come back. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? They'd like circle around. Um, but other than that, I, I didn't hate it. Is there anything that you hated about the movie? Most. I mean, honestly, it was just the fact that like not a lot of stuff happened. Oh, yeah. You know, it was very slow took its time, and didn't seem to go anywhere with the plot. I'd agree with that completely. That was my weakest part of the film, too. And, I mean, it just wasn't plot-heavy. And usually I like character-type studies where it's just like, we're just going to hang out with these characters, but maybe that's the suffering of it being the second half. Maybe. Well. I think on top of that, because I did see the first half, and there are scenes like that as well. I think it just comes down to having a competent director who even, like, even a Paul Thomas Anderson, the way he shoots a thing, and the, 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 the... Like the blood's a good example of this. The master is another great example. The way he shoots a thing that seems unimportant can make it feel very important. Yeah. Sofia Coppola can shoot that way sometimes, but other times you just seeing, you just seeing Scarjo walk around in an arcade. Cool. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make it seem important. It, it doesn't. It just feel seems. Important. It just seems like stuff happens. Yeah, it's yeah. a good point because like a lot of stuff and like there will be blood happens, but. It all seems like it builds to something. Yeah, exactly. It's all building on top of something. But then again, the, the plot is a lot stronger in that movie, so I don't know. That's true. And you're only focusing on one character, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um. All right. Well, thank you for coming to the Sofia Coppola Hour, everyone. It's almost an hour. Almost an hour. No, um, it we'll, we'll, we'll put commercials in. And we'll put some up. Sofia Coppola commercials in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sofia Coppola Deals.net. Um, our favorite. Our favorite. Uh, Casper Mattress, because you can fall asleep to these films. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, is there a Sofia Coppola movie out there you think we might like? I haven't seen Somewhere or The Bling Ring. So if you want us to see those, why don't you go to our Facebook and Twitter page or email us at email com. If you like yeah. this episode, why don't you go to iTunes or Stitcher or, and leave a five star rating review you can find our episodes there you can also find our episodes at google play music yeah there you go we got uh, them all thank you i will and also you can go to our website our website looks really pretty at uh www.theotherhalfpodcast.com booyah booyah um so yeah um so yeah i think that was uh that was the episode that was it uh, that was you know we're was, done well i mean you know if you if you wanted to be done i don't know what you want to do i don't know i think we should i think we should talk about like do you think yeah what do you want to do? Does, does podcasting ever get easier? I feel so hopeless in this podcast. I, yeah. Good night. I watched it today in at work and that was a bad decision. Oh, God. I, I felt miserable after that. <laughs>